This is Theology for the Rest of Us with your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome into another edition of the Theology for the Rest of Us podcast. I'm Kenny coming at you from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thank you for allowing this podcast to have uh, an influence and a voice in your life. I am so grateful and humbled. This is episode 285, and in this episode, I'm going to answer a question that I got uh, by email from a listener of the podcast. The listener's name is Jackie. I am really excited to answer this question and tackle this, so let's get right to it. Here's the email that I got from Jackie. Why did God allow sin in the first place? If we are accountable for Adam sinning, and obviously we all sin too, but God created us that way, isn't that confusing? Jackie, this is a great, great email. Uh, Let me say that, yes, I do believe that God created Adam in such a way that Adam had the ability to sin. I also believe that God knew he would sin. There are some Christians that would disagree with that. Uh, They are a minority. Uh, In fact, some people would call them heretics. Um, But there is a segment of Christians that do believe that God didn't know Adam was going to sin or that God couldn't see it. Uh, I think the Bible clearly speaks to something different than that. Uh, God did create Adam with the ability to sin. God clearly knew that Adam was going to sin. And God had the power to intervene and stop Adam from sinning if he wanted to. Now, there is a particular segment of Christianity that would say God could not stop him, that once God created everything and sort of set the world in motion, that he couldn't intervene, that he couldn't violate Adam's free will, that, that God had no power to stop Adam from sinning Even if God wanted to, he couldn't do anything about it. I want to make it very clear. I disagree with that assessment. I disagree with the segment of Christians that would make that assertion. When I read through passages of Scripture like Proverbs 16, Proverbs 21, Genesis 50, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 4, uh, Romans chapter 9, when I read through the book of Job, when I'm examining the New Testament as a whole, I, I... simply think the Bible teaches something different than that. And my understanding of church history leads me to believe that the vast majority of pastors and theologians would be on my side, that most pastors from church history would indeed reject the idea that God could not do something about it if he wanted to. So God did indeed create Adam with the ability to sin. God knew he was going to sin. God could have stopped him. God could have intervened, but God chose not to intervene and not stop it. And the question is, why? Isn't that odd? Isn't that confusing, as Jackie asserted in her email? And I think I completely understand Jackie's feelings and sentiments and thoughts. And here's the best answer that I have It seems to me, as I read through the scriptures, that God sees that he would get more glory through the redemption of humanity than through the sinlessness of humanity. Let me say that again. It appears to me that from God's vantage point, he believes, he thinks, he is confident that he will be most glorified through redeeming sinful humanity than by being worshipped by perfect humanity. It is as if 
as if God could be examining both of these two realities. It's like God could be looking at a world where he created humans that didn't have the ability to sin and therefore never sinned, and they would worship him, and they would bring him a certain amount of glory. And then God is looking at this other reality where humans were created with the ability to sin. They choose to sin, but then God makes a way for them to be redeemed through faith in Christ, and that God gets a particular amount of glory from that through the redemption of humanity. And it seems as if God has, has evaluated these two realities or these two potential realities and that God knows he would get more glory through the redemption of sinners than the amount of glory he would have gotten if he had just created humans perfect and sinless without the ability of ever sinning at all. Now, from my limited, finite human vantage point, it would seem to me like maybe God would get more glory if we were just all perfect and never sin in the first place. But obviously God disagrees with me because God would have done it that way. If, if that was the better way to do it, God would have done it that way. But God, in his infinite wisdom, in his grander vision and grander perspective, he has more wisdom and experience than I do. He has more knowledge than I do, obviously way more. God sees it differently than I do. And listen, if I disagree with God, it is not God who is wrong. God, from his vantage point, he seems to believe that he will get more glory by redeeming sinful humanity than he would have gotten from a perfect humanity. That whatever amount of glory a perfect humanity would have given him, that is less than the amount of glory he will get from a sinful creature or sinful creatures that are redeemed in Christ. That amount of glory is grander and greater or more valuable to God. If the other one was more valuable to God, he would have done it that way. The sheer fact that he didn't do it that way proves to us that God will get more glory having done it the way he's done it. And the book of Ephesians tells us, both chapter 1 and chapter 2 speak to this, this concept that this is all done to the praise of his glorious grace. That, that term is used multiple times in Ephesians 1 and 2. That ultimately, the redemption of humanity is all for the praise of his glorious grace. You know, honestly, I, again, again, I don't fully understand exactly or precisely why God did it this way or how this works out. But I choose to trust him because he knows best. And if God allowed it to be this way, it is because God knows this will glorify him in a grander way. God has allowed sin in the first place because he knows that through Adam's sin and the redemption of humanity in Christ, he will be more glorified than if he had not allowed sin to exist in the first place. And God will do whatever brings him the maximum amount of glory. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope it was helpful and insightful. Jackie, thank you so much for a great question. Hey, if anyone listening to this has a question or a topic you want me to address in a future episode of the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. Shoot me an email. The address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us.